You are now listening to The Gradient Radio, an open space to converse about creativity with creatives. And I am your host, Antonio Knox. And today, we have a special guest. Today, our guest draws shit and paint things. You can catch him at the corner of the new Necropolis, Last Week Man in the Apocalypse. Today, our guest is Silly. What's up, what's up? What's up, bro? How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Hey, man, I just want to say I appreciate you coming out, man. taking the time in for us to have this dialogue. No problem. For the people who may not know who Silly is, could you introduce yourself? Um, Silly Genius, uh, founder of All City Art Club, and just all-around creative visual artist. Uh, anything that I can figure out how to do, I'll do it. Facts. Facts. So how did you get your start? Where did you... Or was the genesis of your beginning? Um, honestly, like childhood, mm. just kind of like um, just sitting in front of the TV, watching music videos and cartoons all day. Facts. And it just clicked there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been the journey ever since. Yeah. So, what was it about the the cartoons that like inspired you to believe in you being able to do it yourself? Um. I think it was like a it was a music video or a movie or something I saw maybe like uh, B Street or like Crush Groove or something. Okay. And it was just like seeing black people mm-hmm. just kind of like just being cool, just doing shit, rapping and dancing and singing, uh, making art. And I was just like, yo, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I was like, you know, a toddler. For sure. I had no idea like what it took to do it, but I knew I wanted to do it. Yeah. And it just kind of like put the book, the battery in my back and just been a ride ever since. Yeah. So was it, so what were your, your mediums at the time? Was, was it like walls, you know, uh, desk, um, books? Just drawing initially, initially just, you know, uh, color pencils, crayons, whatever I could like put on paper. For sure. And uh, just progressing from there, so like learning how to paint, and uh, eventually learning how to do graphics, and the walls kind of came in somewhere in there. But you know, we live in Virginia, so it's not like <laughs> it's not like there's a heavy, uh, at least where I lived anyway. Mm-hmm. There was no graffiti scene to like really get into, so it was just kind of like a thing in the background. Yeah, um, and the walls didn't really come in to like adulthood when i moved to richmond for sure so where are you initially from um i grew up in halifax county okay which is like two hours from richmond like right on the border to north carolina mm-hmm. really small town you blink you you miss it mm-hmm. not really much going on in the way of like creativity yeah so so was that like one of the reasons that you moved away yeah like there was no it's one of those towns where it's like it's tobacco country, okay. so it's like either you farm or you you get out through academics or sports, which I was <laughs> neither of, <laughs> and um, or you end up working in like one of the many warehouses, factories, or whatever. And I was none of those things, yeah. so I ended up moving to Richmond to yeah. to escape and pursue art. Yeah, so. So I'm assuming from like your childhood, what what at what age did you move to Richmond? I was 20, 22, 23, somewhere around there. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. So what was the from like that childhood when you saw that like you were inspired by the, like these cartoons to move into Richmond? What was happening in between those years? Um, you know, typical high school stuff. But I was I was always pursuing art. Um, there was just nothing there. You know, like For sure. yeah, the county fair every year, art the art contest. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet hadn't quite become what it is today, so that was like very limited. You know, there was no big kind of like I got discovered on Tumblr kind of thing. Yeah, it was like maybe deviant art, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so. I was initially I wanted to work for like Marvel Comics, mm. like that was my dream, um, and it just I don't know that's almost like making the NBA. So it's kind of <laughs> like you know it's like not very many people are like achieving that. Yeah. Um, and when I didn't get into art school, it was just kind of like well I guess I gotta I gotta do this on my own, and um, I knew I couldn't do it there, and uh, I had a friend Shadow Angie. She had just graduated from um, JMU, and she moved to Richmond. And she was like, "Yo, I got an extra, I got extra space if you want to make the leap." Mm. And I was, you know, there immediately. Mm. Shout out to Angie. Shout out to Angie. Dog. That's that's pretty interesting. So like, I'm also like into art too. I used to do like illustrations when I was like much younger, but I I just focused on like other things. I had like other disciplines that I wanted to focus on. Um, coming out of high school, I didn't think like I was like the best, right? Like, so I didn't necessarily go to like an art school or like uh, a four-year traditional college. I was like, I went to community college for two years, and then I decided that I just wanted to focus on my career because the majority of the professors that we had, they were asking me to how to do things because I already like I already took the years to like learn like the discipline, right? Um, and so ultimately, I. Like I said, I didn't feel like I was the best coming out of high school, but like through the years, I felt like I became like the best out of the people that I was like competing against, right? Yeah. And so, to see your work now, right? To to see your work now, and you not to go into like an art traditional school, um, coming out of high school, did you feel like you were like the best in like your class, or did you not have that mentality? Yeah, you know, it was. I was never one to be like, yo, I'm the best out here. <laughs> I, I knew I was good. Um, but it was like, again, it's like one, it's just, there was no art scene mm-hmm. there. So it was like, oh, he can draw. And that's kind of where it ended. Yeah. Um, there was never anyone pushing me. I mean, I had an art teacher or two that was like pushing me to be better, but there was no direction to push me in. Like, yo, you should go here For sure. and try to get a show or whatever. It was just kind of like, it was just a hobby. Yeah. In that town. Um, interestingly enough, I, I, I didn't even get like, you know, like senior superlatives, like most artistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even get didn't, that. Didn't get that. Like, so another kid got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but of, the, of the, the friends that I had in high school, like we all were pursuing art. I think I'm the one, the lone one that's still like doing that does it. does art. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I guess yeah, yeah. last man standing, but you know, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily like the best out of the bunch. Yeah. So what art, what art coming out of high school, what art schools did you apply to? Uh, VCU. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to ask if you applied <laughs> yeah. to VCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. did not that get in there. super competitive, bro. Man, at the time, oh my God, it yeah. was cutthroat. Um, and the uh, Qbert Academy, ca- Academy, who was like 
pro like legendary comic artist. Okay. So another, you know, what I mean, another one of those like, oh man, it's right. There's no way you're getting in here type of thing. So those were the two schools I tried to go to. Yeah. Didn't get into either. So yep. I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> I'm not going to school. Ah <laughs> uh, man. But I mean, you you found a different lane. You didn't uh, allow that to like stop your. Yeah, song. yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. school of hard knocks. At that point, For it sure. was just pursuing art. Um, just kind of like soaking up whatever I could from the artists around me. Yeah. And just constantly pushing myself to be. Yeah. Better. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, that's what it is. Like, I just continued just to push myself, right? Like, because there were no, like you said, like social media wasn't like really popping. There was only like Deviant Art. I was looking at Deviant Art too at the same time, and um, Tumblr too. But like, it wasn't that many like illustration works. It was just like more um, hipster pictures, basically. Yeah, photography. And yeah, all exactly. Um, but I just, I just felt like something within me just to continue, like to push myself forward, just to become better. And it seems like you ultimately did the same thing once you left high school, and then you eventually came to Richmond. Like, what was that process of just finding your way, finding or like mastering your craft in like those early twenty years? Um, it's kind of just like uh, observing the world around me, seeing what the quote-unquote competition is out there mm -hmm. and like where i fell in you know what i mean in that like uh once the internet started to catch up mm -hmm. it's like yo i can see what they're doing other people are doing yeah and any you know whatever else in the world so mm -hmm. it's like yo this guy this guy's amazing like mm -hmm. i need to be on his level so it would just be you know as, as an artist, it's such a solitary practice anyway for sure so it's like a lot of just alone in your space trying to like level up or like perfect that technique to get you closer to whatever else is out there like whoever else is at the top of the game like trying to reach that yeah yeah i, I think for so many people but i think specifically for creatives and like artists uh it, it allowed you like what you said with the internet it allowed you see to, to see like the worldwide perception of like art yeah. and how like other people viewed it but also like how great other people were yeah and so it's like if you see like whoever you thought was great like in your particular field you can kind of like see like what they did and try to get to like their particular level because yeah. i did the same thing too so whatever field that i go into the first thing that i do is i do research to see who's like the top in that specific field because if i can see what the top is doing then i can like i said like try to potentially yeah. get to their level of doing it and bring it back to like what i'm doing too so like I think that's like that's been a super beneficial a uh, benefit for uh, creatives. It's like the internet. The internet has been like yeah. a game changer, bro. It's like, like level completely leveled the playing field. Yeah, yeah. Of like yo, know, I can. There's no more, more or less, no more gatekeeping mm -hmm. or like hiding like the information. It's like yeah, yo, know, I can see what tools they're using. I can see what I can see what 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 they're looking at. Like yeah. what's their inspirations? Like let me go check that out. And so yeah, it's just took all the doors off the hinges yeah and you could just go or be whatever yeah i, I kind of want to talk about this but i know like this is a conversation for later but like one thing that blew my mind when it came to like murals was i didn't know i thought like most of the muralists who were like doing murals they um did it by hand but i've come to for some people that some people would like do use stencils yeah and or they would use like um 
it would, it would either be stencils or it'd be like projectors basically to you know draw on the wall yeah and when i found that out, i was like that's just like a different way of like viewing things because like when i was trying to be like a a, a digital illustrative like artist i was like i'm not really good if i can't do it by hand but like when then i saw like the other side of like people who were getting paid like thousands of dollars yeah just to put a stencil on the wall i was like oh man they, they playing like a different game they playing a completely different game <laughs> like what, what what was like that i mean i i, I don't want to ask that question but i, I want to ask that question now like when you saw that did it change your perception of like how people um like art wise i don't know that i was ever hung up on that you know what i mean like projectors or stencils because if you understand art is still like the same like you still gotta make the stencil like even if it is two stories tall you still gotta there's a there's a level of skill there like you assume like oh that's that's making it easier but it's not like if anything it might make it harder because you're, you're still having to take something that's like on a sheet of paper and scaling it to the size of a building. Mm-hmm. So th- there's still something there that, you know, you're not skipping any process. I mean, any steps, you're still kind of like, so yeah, I was never really hung up on that. It was just me figuring out what worked best for me. Yeah. Um, Cause I know people who use projectors, but I, I can't, like, I can't even, I've tried it. It doesn't yeah, work yeah. for me. Yeah. Like I have my own process yeah. and theirs work for, works for them. So for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, that, that just from like my perspective, I just like I was blown away by that like process. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine like yo, like see yeah. somebody <laughs> putting up a stencil, like like yo, how do you even? But yeah, I can't even like just the idea of like just taping four giant sheets of paper together, yeah. or the precision of yo, know, this is where this piece ends, this is where this piece needs to begin. I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, everyone has like their own perspective and how they they do things, and you know what works for another person will not work for another person. So yeah, that's good. Um, so how how old are you now? I am forty. You're forty. Yeah. Hey man, you you are young forty, man. Hey, I get that a lot. You look so <laughs> young, man. I get that a lot. Okay, so well, you got like um experience basically, yeah. right? So like in your early twenties, what from from. In your early once you got to Richmond and you were going through the process of just like gaining your footing and um, the art scene within Richmond, what was happening to like what the first ten years? Hmm? The first ten years of the like, first ten, first 10 years, years in, in Richmond. <sighs> the first ten years was probably I moved here oh four. So the first ten years. Okay, well, the first 10 years were rough financially. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I was young, tw- early 20s, just, I'm not saying aimless, but, like, I didn't have a plan when I came here. I just knew I needed to get away from where I was at. Okay. Um, so a bunch of just dead-end, uh, just, you know, whatever jobs, while while still pursuing art on the side. Mm-hmm. Um but also some of the best times of my life. Like this was like blog era, mm-hmm. uh, the rise of streetwear, yeah. uh, the intersection of streetwear and um, street art, and you know, I mean, art becoming this 
thing more than it had been you know what I'm saying with the, the internet becoming what it is mm-hmm. um so it was like some of the best times of my life creatively <laughs> but it's also some of the worst times of my life like mm-hmm. mentally emotionally because i was like you know dead broke and not necessarily like knowing what my past was going to be i'm like i'm still trying to connect the dots but you know what i mean there's no real direction to go in i don't know what's happening um but the that period of richmond was amazing like there was so much happening there was um all of the boutiques like footwork and um dominion and hospitality and um what else like limited edition there was uh the the music scene was like really gaining his footing you know all the shows at uh strange matter mm-hmm. it was a lot going on it was a, it was a really good time yeah and i was kind of like trying to find my space in there like learning graphics i had started doing like you know mixtape covers and okay you know t-shirt designs for people and collaborating with you know these up-and-coming streetwear brands and all that so it was a lot going on at that time in the first in the first 10 years yeah um but i wasn't really trying to be an artist as much as i was trying to be a designer okay during that time yeah yeah why were you trying to be more so of a designer um just like love for streetwear and skate culture and all that stuff like i just really wanted like i knew there was a lane for um an artist you know what i mean like outside of selling paintings and all that stuff there was still a lane to like for me to do my thing and it was in within streetwear so it was like another just another avenue of expression for sure but just like really into like you know sneaker culture and all that stuff yeah 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 yeah. i i, I some some of the the boutiques that you named i've heard from yeah. like other people who speak about but i've never i mean i was so i'm 30 yeah so i just turned 30 so like you i missed a lot of that stuff yeah yeah i, I wasn't like well I, I mean not used to but i wasn't i didn't know about them yeah because i guess i wasn't necessarily in the streets per se at that time like yeah. i wasn't um within like the culture uh at that time um but to, to be able to hear that you were more focused on being a designer rather than an artist is like a, a different perspective and it's just I, I guess it just shows the evolution of like a person but also like an artist yeah too at the same time I would I would have never thought like you were your, your focus was going at at one point was a designer's focus from like what I seen outside now basically yeah um that's that's a pretty interesting perspective yeah yeah, so, all right, so, like, your first 10 years, you did that, and then the next 10 years, I can imagine you started to find a footing with um, the art scene. Yeah. And started getting better commissions, started getting, start working with, like, more clients, per se. Yeah. Um, so, can you speak a little bit about that process and, like, you know, not necessarily being, like, a starving artist at that point? Um. Well, I was still kind of starting artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, around that time, so the like first ten years. So you, once we get to like two thousand twelve, thirteen, this is when the mural festival first 
pops up in Richmond. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at that point, it's like so many of my inspirations from the streets, like the graffiti artists and the muralists and all that stuff, who also were in the streetwear culture. Like, if you like, if there's a Venn diagram of like streetwear, skate culture, uh, lowbrow art, like the urban contemporary art scene. If you're familiar with like high fructose uh, and juxtapose and all the artists that kind of like move in that space, mm -hmm. there's a huge Venn diagram of all little spaces. And the Mural Festival brought that to Richmond. Like there was finally um, an awareness of the space that I kind of was trying to occupy yeah. um, being brought to the city. Mm -hmm. So I could start to move away from being so like just like the mixtape cover guy the guy yeah. that does you know t-shirt designs whatever i can finally start selling my art so um this was the period in which i started like yeah i'm gonna leave the graphic thing alone mm -hmm. and just focus on my art and started painting and you know doing art shows and that whole nine um f pretty much up until a few years ago um once the city kind of embraced public art more, they gave me like the space to kind of maneuver with um, the graffiti and street art thing that was always in the back. You know, what I mean, from from childhood, mm -hmm. I could explore that now. Yeah, um, and that's been pretty much the road that I've been going down since then mm -hmm. for like the last. Almost ten years. Okay. If you if you if you think the I think the first street art festival mirror festival was twenty twelve I believe. So yeah. Okay. So here we are twenty twenty two. Yeah. Wow. A, a lot can change in like ten years. Man, a ton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you speak about All City the All City Art Club? So. So back to the mural festival and street art festival. So. um Mural Festival is bringing in a ton of artists, like some of my favorite artists of all time, but they're not from here. Yeah. So there's this there's this kind of growing kind of like resentment from the art scene here against the Mural Festival. And not so much against the artists, but just the fact that like, yo, y'all come here every year, you paint like however many murals and maybe one of them is a person from the city like yo we have a ton of artists here like you know give us a chance an opportunity or whatever so one year there was this they put out this call like if you know if you know any walls you know what i mean just email us pictures address whatever and me living on the south side mm -hmm. yo there's walls everywhere Signs of walls man so send them this laundry list of walls and they're kind of like ah, that's kind of too far off the beaten path. We want to stick to the art district or whatever. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, a wall is a wall. Like, if they want to see it, they'll come over here. Mm -hmm. um, and just repeat it, like, closed doors of, like, yo, come to the south side, come to the south side. So one day I was just like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to do it myself. So I was working at Walmart during the time, and... I used I used Walmart to like I would I can say this on camera whatever I would steal paint so I would like I would mix the paint that I needed and then 
tell a manager, like, yo, customer said he don't want this. Can you mark it down? I'll buy it. So I would get like $30 cans of paint for like five bucks. So I just (laughs) racked up enough paint to paint our first mural. And um, so we painted the first mural. And I was like, yo, we got to keep this going because they're never going to, there's nothing on the South Side that they care to kind of like be involved in. So we just got to do this on our own. Mm-hmm. So All City Art Club was like the culmination of that. Like just me seeing what was happening and just taking the initiative to do it on our own. And that first mural was like the jumping off point Yeah. for, for, uh, for All City. Yeah. So what was the first one? Uh, you know that seafood market on Hull Street? Uh, it's kind of like in the cut. Like you just drive by, you miss it. Okay. But it was uh the seafood market, and it had this nasty wall. It was like the paint was <laughs> chipping. It, it took us like a whole day to scrape all the chip paint off. Okay. Um, but the guy was just like, just whatever. like okay, like I mean, he just he didn't seem to, he didn't seem to like. Jet, and I tell you, he wasn't upset, but he was just didn't believe it would do anything. Yeah, he was just like, okay, you want to waste your paint? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So we painted the first mural in 2017, I think. Um, got a huge response, but again, no money. Like murals are expensive for sure. So we didn't really make a ton of money in between that mural and the next one. Um, the big turning point came in like 2019. I ended up uh, getting this grant from Initiatives of Change. Um, shout out Chelsea Higgs, who told me, like, yo, you should apply for this. Mm. So um, I didn't, you know, I don't know if you ever like apply for a grant or anything, but there was a period where I was like, yo, I'm not getting this. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they don't know who I am. They don't know what I do. What I do isn't even, like, necessarily, like, a thing that's praised. Yeah. Like, yeah, I paint murals, but I'm coming from the other side of like graffiti and yeah. vandalism and yeah, all that. Yeah, They're sure. not mm-hmm. like looking upon that with like, you know, these whatever. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting it. Mm-hmm. And so it was like 10 grand mm-hmm. and that 10 grand, we just pumped as many murals out as we could that year. Yeah. And that kind of like got the ball rolling Yeah, for what we are today. That's fire that you saw that there was like a gap and um, you essentially saw a problem and you wanted to fix the problem by creating this organization. Yeah. And it seems like you're doing it, basically. Yeah. I mean, it was it was so many, so many layers to it was me recognizing like the power of murals like I could I could totally bypass like the the gallery system or whatever like Mm -hmm. there was no hey can i get a show here like i could just paint the mural Mm -hmm. thousands of people will see me whereas they might not ever come into this gallery for sure um then there's the element of if you if you know anything about south side they're like cut off from everything there's no yeah there's no it's not access to much of anything Mm -hmm. art being one of those things like i come to the city i go to the I mean, I didn't live that far across into Southside, but it's yeah. just a five-minute drive. It's like you're going to another planet yeah, almost. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. So I would go to, like, the VMFA or 
whatever, all these art exhibits. And then I would come back to Southside and it's just like yeah. abandoned building, tire yeah. shop, mm-hmm. corner store, abandoned building, corner store, yeah, tire facts. shop. Like, yeah. and it's like, yo, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that element. And then me recognizing the power of street art, public art to transform a space. Like there was a period where like there was nothing in the art district. Mm-hmm. Like it was just all of Broad Street was just like abandoned storefronts. Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know, it is what it is today, it's but coming up, yeah. Yeah, like five, ten years ago, like yeah. you you wouldn't want to be on Broad Street after dark. Mm-hmm. Um so me recognizing like the power of that and like, yo, let me bring that energy to Southside. Um and just gathering the homies and like now there's what it was just me and the homie that's like five of us now yeah yeah it's like growing like there's way more black public artists in the city now than it was when i started when i started it was just ham yeah yeah and yeah, like yeah, yeah. and thornhill that was it yeah 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 wow um yeah you, you definitely i uh, spoke about some legends right there people who've been doing it for a minute um james james thornhill and yeah. uh yeah hampson glass um I think it's that's that's showing like the the power of like having an idea and going for it, and and seeing how that's like transforming not only the creatives who are a part of it, but like the the community too at the same time. Because I think the first time I saw a mural of yours, which was like the All City, um, it was it was the one on it was on Hall Street, but I think it's next it was next to the gas station on Hall Street. It's on Hall Street, and I think it's like Bainbridge. Um, it's like uh, I think it's like a what is it? A sitgo? I think that's what. He, that's oh yeah, it's right, right there at the uh, corner of Midlow and Hole and yeah, 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 and, uh, yeah. Clopton. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the first one I saw, and I was like, I, I love like your colors. Like I love like vibrant colors. Like yeah. like I, I just love that. And like I saw that, I was like, yo, like that's fire. Yeah. That's fire, and it it, it changed it changed my perspective because. Like for me, I live in like two. Like Richmond is like like two different cities, right? So you have like RVA and then you have like Richmond, yeah, right. So like I I I'm able to navigate like both because I like know people on both sides, and I'm mostly on um, the RVA side. But like when I do spend my time in like the Richmond side, like you like you said, you don't you didn't initially you didn't have the art like it's like abandoned buildings corner stores food deserts you know trash and stuff like that right so like when you started to like bring your art to like the south side i was like man like this is like this was something that was needed yeah right because it is a mixture of it is a mural but also like you have like that graffiti side too at the same time it's like yo like this is like a perfect merge between like both worlds essentially for our consumption because most of the people who live on South Side, even though like it's not that far, most of the people are not going downtown. Most people are not going to like the, the the museums and all of that. So like for the black community specifically to be able to have like these uh, works of arts and like their city or like their part, yeah, their part of the city is just like amazing. Yeah, it's uh like one of the best parts of being out there is the people actually seeing you do the work like i can't tell you how many times it's been like yo it's it's some brothers out here doing this i didn't even know we did this like and not only are they seeing us do it but the the art itself 
is representative of the people that live there. Like putting putting you know, as an as artists, sometimes we kinda just not to say we're on autopilot, but you're used to what you do. You used to being in the space that you're in. So you're you are aware of what you're doing, but maybe not necessarily aware of how it's being received. Mm -hmm. So I would just paint like a black character is what I do. I'm not thinking anything of it. Yeah. But somebody comes around the corner and they're like, yo, I've been living here for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. I would have, I'd never thought I would see this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I, I live in the art world. For sure. I see black representation in art all the time. Because yeah. I'm, like, I know where it is. I know where to look for it. Mm -hmm. But for these people, they're just kind of like, they're just like living or surviving. Like yeah. they go to work, they go home, take care of the kids, surviving, whatever. Definitely. Yeah. Um, And they're not even like, it's almost like tunnel vision. Like I don't see, I know the building is there. I don't even see it. Yeah. And then you put this huge colorful mural up with yeah. You know, I'm this black woman with a colorful afro yeah. and characters and all that mm -hmm. stuff. All of a sudden, you, you disrupt. You notice, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yo, I never even imagined this space could be this. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, that mural specifically that you're talking about, this lady comes up and she's like, yo, I've been living here for 60 years. I never thought I would see 30-foot-tall black woman on this building. Like, mm -hmm. yo, thank y'all for putting this here. Like, it's like almost like brings you to tears sometimes. Like. Yeah. To see what we take, I don't say necessarily take for granted, but it's our life, it's our daily life. We for do sure. this every day, yeah. and for them, it's like, yo, I never, I never imagined this could even exist. Yeah, how how is that for you though to receive that reception for from people? It it definitely keeps me going sometimes when I'm like, not to say I want to quit, but it's just like you know those moments where it's like, yeah, it doesn't seem like you're making any progress. Like, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get here. Yeah. And you're not really getting there. Yeah, it doesn't appear to be like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but when you bump into these people that are like, you can see um, how your work is changing their lives in real time. Yeah. It definitely like, okay, yeah, I'm on the right path. Even if I'm not necessarily like, even if the money hasn't necessarily caught up or opportunities yeah. haven't necessarily caught up, I know that it's working because the people are actually telling me that it's working. So, yeah. 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 So how many murals are on uh, Hall Street? Because I know it's it's a couple. Um, one, two, four, four or four or five, somewhere around it. Four or five, yeah. maybe give or take one or two more, but yeah, about it's about five. Yeah. Yeah. So what is what is the process of like, um doing a mural right do you have to get permits do you or do you have to just ask the owner of the just wall really just asking the owner like yo can i paint here uh, you might ask a hundred people and like one will be like yeah okay wow um, okay. it's gotten easier the more that we do people are starting to kind of like recognize us they're not as they're not as standoffish as they once were mm -hmm. um but in the beginning they were just like no <laughs> like <laughs> no absolutely not it's like oh, okay then, um, and then we got one. Um, after we did the Richmond one, it's kind of been smooth sailing since then. Okay, the Richmond mural, people were are just kind of like they just really loved that, like which was intentional. Like we went out, 
with the sole purpose of like, yo, we're going to we're going to make a landmark and we're going to put it in Southside specifically. So if you want to see this, you have to come over here. The Richmond one is that the one on It's in the exact same space as the other mural, it's just on the other side of the lot. Okay. So right there, the same intersection. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Okay. It's right there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it says Richmond. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember now. Um, okay. So how did you, how did y'all get the one that, um, I think it's like the Swansboro one? Uh, that's, you know, say yes. Like the, uh, overpass? The, the yeah, that's one. Like, oh, underpass. I, I wonder, like, who owns that? Like, how did y'all? CSX still owns that. Okay. Um, Which we have been trying to, like, we have been trying to paint there for years, and we just could never. They was always giving us the runaround. Like we would go to the city, like yo, who owns this? And they'd be like, yo, we don't, we don't own it. Like <laughs> these people own it. And then we go call them people, and they'd be like, yo, we don't own it. Go talk to the city. So it was just, just back and forth. And finally, um, Amy, shout out Amy Robbins. She works for the uh, the council member for that district. She um, had been leading like a community cleanup or whatever, and they, they approached us and like, yo, we, we found out who owns the property and they're willing to um, support a mural or like fund a mural project or whatever. So it was like, yo, like bet. So we just went through the process of, you know, securing funding and all that. And it was, let's go, let's paint. All right, so when you finally get a wall and they approve you to, you know, paint on the wall, do you have to, what is the process then? Like, do you have to create like a rough sketch to show them what you're going to create for the wall or you just, just um, go Sometimes. I mean, it's kind of it's different for every wall. Some people really want to know what you're going to paint and some people just don't care. Mm -hmm. Just do your thing. Yeah. Um, I prefer those people. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer, like, you know, give me full creative control so I can do, you know what I'm saying, what we know will work. Um, and then, you know, there are those moments where they're like, hey, we need to approve the design or whatever. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. Do you do you have struggles sometimes when it comes oh, to... Oh, man, I hate it. I hate, I hate submitting designs. Um, it's, I, I can, I, you've probably done like client work at some point. For sure. Yeah. And somebody will come to you with an idea that is like utterly ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not a good idea. This is not going to work, mm -hmm. but that's what they're paying for. Yeah. So it's like, you kind of have to put your own creative sensibilities in your back pocket and just deliver the product or whatever. And it is, it's hard for me sometimes to like let that go because even if it isn't your idea, it is still a depiction of your, like it's people who are still going to credit it to you. So it could be like the worst idea and they'll be like, yo, silly did that. I'm like, it's not even, it's <laughs> yeah. not even my thing. Yeah. Like, I just painted it. But so I kind of like have to fight back against that a lot because people will come to me for like um um people will come to me like it's like you don't go to dr dre and ask for pharrell beats <laughs> you go to dr dre because he's dr dre yeah so people will come to me they will see the other things that i do and come to me like yo we really like your work 
I want you to do this other thing. It's like, why did you even? Yeah, you should have got somebody else who yeah. did that specific thing. Yeah. But, you know, it's just one of those things you kind of like, it just comes with the territory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like, I, I dealt with that like in my earlier parts of my career, right? Like when I was trying to just like get work, right? And clients, obviously, like you said, like clients would see like what you do specifically, but then they're, they're curious to be like, yo, if he can do this, then he definitely could do this. And you're like, yeah, I can do it. Excuse me. Yeah, I can do it. But like, do I really want to do that? Because like at the end of the day, if I put this work out there, then people are going to be like, yo, he did that. Yeah. Like your name is attached to that. And I was like, man, I, some way I got to find my way to only find clients that align with your. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm, I can imagine you've started to like navigate in that direction to yeah. only get clients that align with what you're trying to do. Yeah. Like it's. It's one of those, like, yo, I still got to eat kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I need to do this job. I don't necessarily want to, but I need the money. Um, but I feel like it's necessary, especially for, like, black artists. Because it's not like we get a ton of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I need to, like, not waste time doing this other thing that doesn't even represent me. Like, let me find the work that's going to, like, best display who I am as an artist and what I'm trying to say. Because, mm-hmm. you know, those other things, to like, it's whatever. What does Afrofuturism mean to you? Um, I don't even know that I have a meaning as much as I just enjoy envisioning the future and what it'll look like with our influence on it. You know what I mean? Like when we were, when I was a kid, I could have never imagined some of the stuff that I'm seeing today. Like, I, you know what I mean? I never thought I'd see a Black Panther movie. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I never yeah. thought I'd see like a Get Out. Or you know what I mean? It's For like sure. yeah, 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 you yeah. just kind of get used to the tropes of the things that existed when we were younger, and it's like okay, this is just is what it is. Yeah. Um. So seeing like some of the stuff we've accomplished now it's mm-hmm. like you know the future is the future can be whatever we want it to be at this point yeah um so i just like enjoy that and then i'm like a big science fiction nerd fantasy nerd okay so just all that stuff together i'm just like yo the future can be anything absolutely yeah and, and you're kind of like def- like redefining that for like some people on the south side like to like like you said like the lady who lived on the south side for like 60 years she said she would have never imagined you know seeing a black woman on a wall you know at that height right so you can only imagine the the youth that's yeah. also like seeing that too and how like that's redefining the potentials of like what they can become or like what they can do not only for themselves but like within like their community too at the same time so you're kind of like redefining that for like other people as well yeah, it's changing their future because, like, like you said, like we would have never saw like Black Panther make a billion dollars, right? Like a couple years ago, right? Like to to be able to see everything that's happening, you're kind of like being a part of like that narrative that's changing the culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was a kid, like when I was a kid, there were no, at least at least that I can remember, there were no black artists that I could point to. Mm-hmm. Like there was. You know, we had like maybe 
you know, Basquiat or man, I can't even think of anybody else. Like there was no, there were no uh, Candy Wileys or or uh, Hebrew Brantley. Like there was none of that when I was a kid. Yeah, like, you just kind of we knew art. But there was no all the famous artists that we could point to were all like white. So yeah. Now it's kind of like we have to like to be the, be the that thing that we needed when we were when we were kids. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kind of like paying it forward. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that's real. So when I when I look at some of your work, when I look at your work, I see like a lot of influences from like anime to like Japanese style. How does those cultures uh, influence your work and how do you like incorporate that with like using specifically like black characters? Um, so when I was a kid, um, I used to like spend a lot of time with my uncles um, and you know, they're teenagers. They don't want to hang out with a five-year-old, six-year-old. <laughs> so they were just like, here, watch this. Yeah. Um, so like tons of like kung fu movies, mm. like the Shaw Brothers and Golden Harvest and all that stuff. And um, anime stuff, when the anime started like really coming overseas a lot. So like, you know, like Ninja Scroll and uh, Akira and all that. Mm-hmm. I just those things just kind of like were part of like my media diet as a kid. So like all those things influenced my creativity, but also kind of like how I see the world. Like you know, just kind of point like just things just kind of like overlap. So so all of the anime stuff, all of the hip hop, all of like just the movies and stuff that I was into, comic books, like all those things just kind of like go into a blender. And then come back out as my like creative output or whatever. So I kind of try to use those to tap into kind of like, we all kind of like grew up on the same stuff, mm-hmm. kind of. And so just trying to use those things to like pull people deeper into what art is like. I don't know any people whose introduction to art was Rembrandt or Caravaggio or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. yo, we read comic books and watch cartoons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned about that talking in college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yo, how can I get people deeper into what art is? Like, let me learn, take some of these things I've learned about fine art and whatever and pair it with something more recognizable. So be it like their favorite cartoon character or a reference to a comic book or whatever, but also put them in it. So they not only do they see something that they um, recognize like culturally, but they also they see themselves. And it's like just piquing their interest just enough to make them want to like, mm-hmm. you know, who, what else is what else does he do or wh- where did he get that idea from or whatever? Just kind of like. Just the breadcrumbs, you know what I mean, to For get sure. them to to follow to something deeper. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, hopefully, like the art will transform them, like it like it transformed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's great that you're like thinking about it from like another person's perspective, like and how like they would like view like what you're creating. Um. I, I mean, ultimately, that's why like this platform exists, like to hear the stories of 
you know other creators and you know you see like their stories their journeys to the trials they've been through the obstacles they had to like overcome to to getting to like where they eventually are or will be um and how like you can use that as a catalyst for like your journey too at the same time because i personally believe even though like it's still things that still happen like i i don't think there should within like the black community i don't think there should be like any more first yeah yo right like yeah we are still having like first yeah first person to ever win whatever grammy whatever just like yo we've been making music for a, a very long time bro <laughs> yeah a very long time like, like culture shifting like not even just like an album it's like no this album changed the face of music or how music was made how is this the first person to still be exactly I mean? especially when you know black people were the ones who created like the the sound yeah basically so it's like what you're doing man like you're you're doing like so many incredible things and hopefully like you have like giving yourself some time even though like you're in the process of like continuing continually continuously doing it hopefully you have like sat down and like thought about like all you've accomplished so far like with your life and how that's affecting like people i try to man like i don't i'm not i'm not good at it i can admit that like there are moments where i'm like oh i'm not doing enough (laughs) (laughs) and then i'll like sit back and like Oh yeah, I did a ton of things last year. Mm-hmm. Like, like oh, let me let me relax. Like, I mean, I I'm in a good space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm 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 working on that. You know what I mean? Being yeah. more uh, present in what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So what else are you doing to bring more art to like the masses? Um, trying to be more. Um, I'm trying to create spaces. Like physical, tangible spaces. Like, uh, I mean, the murals are going to be the murals. I'm still going to, like, go out and transform spaces that already exist. But uh, I'm really pushing for creating an actual space where um, kids can, or just people in general, can come and, like, take their dive into being creatives and be around other people like um like if some kid wanted to like i don't know get into the production or something there's a chance that they could bump into you yeah and and you might necessarily like not nece- it's like necessarily being like mentors directly but like if you hang out with a bunch of creative people you're gonna like want to do creative you're things. gonna soak up some something some game off of these people so trying to create a space where people can like freely just experiment with being creative while also being in the company of other creative people who are actually doing it Um, and get that sort of like like that big brother kind of like whatever you know the energy that we didn't necessarily get when we were kids like there was no one people there was no other like active whatever at the time we were growing up that we could kind of like lean on so kind of create a physical space where that can happen for like the future generations yeah wow so do you believe in uh affirmations um kind of kind of it's one of those like you know uh my grandmother used to always say like you can't pray and sit down kind of things uh-huh. like you have to 
actually make go out and try try uh, to do it yeah so yeah you kind of have to like tr- try like um like uh, i can only relate my own story but like me wanting to like get into the mural game like at first it was me just asking like hey can we paint in this festival can we you know and just being told no repeatedly yeah and it didn't really happen for me till i started trying to create the space myself like you know what i'm just doing myself and it was hard and it was yeah it's not gonna be easy yo it was it took a lot a lot of work a lot of sacrifice but it happened so i mean yeah affirmations can be real but you kind of gotta you kind of have to be the the engine to that desire it can't just like oh i want to do this and just not do anything for sure so what do you see for yourself but also for the organization within like the next couple years and Um, when you i want you to like use this as a catalyst like like speak as like big, hold it. <laughs> as speak speak as big as possible. Yeah, right? then like, I gotta hold myself accountable to that. What I say. Not, I mean, not only that, but like yeah. to show other people that like when you do accomplish these things, you spoke it first, right? Yeah. So like when you when your grandmother said like you can't sit and pray, basically, right? Like yeah. one aspect of it is like you have to be able to ask for it first. Yeah. And then obviously go out there and do the work. So when people look at this episode. A year from now, five years from now, a hundred years from now, and they look back at like your life and like what you accomplished. This is these are going to be some of the things that you spoke about first, and then you went out and did it. Actually, did yeah. Yeah, So and don't be like just don't hold back. Like say like I intend to do this. I intend to do that. You know. All right. This reminds me of that uh the little Nas X video where he's congratulating himself for. All of its success. I haven't seen it. So oh like, man, watch it. it. Like okay. look it up. It's uh, it's like young little Nas X. We're not super young, but it's like two or three years before he came super famous. Okay. Um, and he's like, "Yo, congratulations on your success and winning all these awards or whatever." Before he had ever actually did anything. Did yeah. anything. Yeah. Um. So, um, uh, breaking into the international mural circuit is what I would like to do intend to do intend to do within the next year or two um yeah breaking into the international mural circuit also the art club becoming a festival of sorts instead of just like a just an organization it's like no we actually have the means to like give other artists like an actual platform to do the thing um what else finding an actual space like a warehouse or something to create that physical tangible space i was just speaking of um yeah i'm gonna keep it right there for the next couple years because those things those things are like gonna be like the pillars on which everything else is built for sure so those couple those three things yeah i I definitely see all of those things like happening like i as you spoke it i saw like the visions of like all of that like manifesting and coming to fruition so like all of those things will happen um so for the person who is like in the beginning of like their process like who was just coming out of high school you know not going not going to the school they wanted to go to like the art school didn't get 
didn't get into the art school um but want to kind of head in the direction that you've headed into what would you say to that person to continue to go forward um you got to be your biggest cheerleader for one like art is such a slow burn like there's no there's no hit mural or a hit painting the way there's like a hit song or like a breakout role in a movie like it's kind of one of those things you kind of just have to keep plugging away at it till it hits so so keep that in mind like and find your niche um like think of like know who you are and know what you're trying to say and who you're trying to say it to um so you can like focus in on like delivering that message and you won't be like just throwing shit at a wall and hoping something sticks. Like, no, I know I know who exactly who I'm trying to reach and this is what I'm you know, I mean this is what I'm doing. And you don't have to it's not like set in stone, but you wanna have a direction or or a goal, a mission or whatever. Um, so you don't get distracted by chasing whatever you think will get you on versus what you actually want to do or put out there yeah um that's kind of all i got yeah that was good bro yeah that was that was a good gem for the person who started starting out i I think it would be for those who are curious for those who like are passionate enough to, to follow their dreams or just to go after the things that they want to i think that's a great gem for them to carry carry on with yeah um last thing so like three episodes ago they don't know it's three episodes ago but (laughs) 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 um someone told me like i should allow the guests to ask me questions is there anything you would like to ask me uh just like creatively whatever like um what's what's next for you as far (laughs) as like film and yeah, what's next for you for film? Because I have some, I have some thoughts about like film and television, and it's something I want to do. Yeah, but like art just takes away all my, all of my like. That's a very like, like demanding for sure kind of thing. And if I like dump into that, then like painting is gonna have to take a back seat. Yeah. So, one of the conversations I want to have with you, like, for sure off the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's next for you, as far as that? Like, you just did film festival yeah, yeah 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 and you're doing this and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what's what's next yeah yeah for me it's i was speaking to uh joshua macklin and we were speaking about like how there's like seasons for things right so like you mentioned how like you were a designer for a season and now you're kind of like a visual artist for like this season and i can imagine in between those there were like different seasons where you were doing like different things and so like film was a season like i eventually i want to get back to like doing films but like i am i am going to get back to doing films um like you said it is very intensive like it it is a lot right it it takes a lot to be able to do so it's not impossible but it just takes a lot it takes a lot of like people and so like when i did my first film i realized that like i necessarily couldn't do it by myself there was a form of delegation 
delegation uh, that I had to do. So like when it came to like the script, when it came to like the producer, when it came to obviously like the actors and stuff like that, like I had to get other people to do it. And so I would just have to continue continuously to build a team to be able to go further with the ideas that I want to do. Because in most cases, I am when I have an idea, I just kind of like go for it. Right. I just go for it, go for it. And to be able to go far, you know, like the African proverb, like if you want to go far, you know, do it with like other people. And there's a sense of collaboration that comes with like the future ideas that I have to that I want to do. So right now I'm just focusing on the ideas that I can like necessarily like can execute right now. Yeah. Right right now, like by myself. And then like when eventually as I continue to build these things along the journey, maybe I can find other people to help me facilitate and like the bigger goals. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I wanna do film. I love film. I love like how it looks. I love to see how like to be able to tell stories of like our people yeah. like i love that a lot especially like at a super high quality when it comes to it but also like like also want to get into like tv too like i want to do like i have like this series that i have in mind that like it's going to take a, a lot of people to accomplish but like i when i when i look at the show atlanta atlanta yeah like i think about it like every single time every single time and and i know it's going to take so much like i said i know it's not impossible anything that i want to do i have faith in myself that i can do like i honestly believe that i can do anything right like i can do anything and so like i know like when it's time when it when it comes for like when it's time to walk into that season to do that i know it will be possible it will be it will be something that will come to fruition um but like you know it just it just takes time and i tell i i have one-on-one talks with like creators creatives all of the time and i and i tell people like it's okay as a creative to want to do multiple things but if you want to accomplish anything you have to focus on one thing at a time yeah right like because i know this because i was working on multiple things at once driving yourself crazy right and nothing was getting done right so like when i decided to focus on one thing at a time i was able to do this was able to do that and i will be able to do the next thing because i'm focusing on that one thing at that time and that's when it comes for like anything creative but like specifically like the filming like i have to be able just to focus on that one thing so when you're ready to like do that yeah. obviously we can have that talk you know yeah. whenever whatever talk you want to have but like when it comes to just like focusing on like something you just have to focus on that one thing at a at a time word you also bring up another point that i want to throw out there about um executing what you can with what you have at the at the at the moment mm-hmm. um don't be a perfectionist like it's a trap that i fell into many times where i like i have this idea and I go, this is how i wanted to deliver it and i don't have like the tools or whatever necessary to deliver it exactly the way i envisioned it and then it just goes to waste because yeah. i never do anything like oh it's not perfect yet it's not ready yet and it's like well it's never going to be ready if you're waiting for the perfect kind of like moment or whatever so use the tools that you have at hand to to just make whatever like if you're just waiting around for like 
every perfect piece to be in in place yeah uh, it's never gonna happen it's, it's never gonna happen the way that you envision it a hundred percent so Fair. just if you can get it to 85 let it go at 85 like exactly yeah exactly like humans we're we're not meant to be perfect yeah like so anything that we create is not going to be perfect yeah. and i'm not necessarily sure what the definition for human is but i can imagine if it was if it was like the definition if i was someone creating the definition for human it would be like flawed yeah Right. So like flaw, like the work that you create, it's not going to be 100 percent perfect. As Silly said, like it's tr you can get it close to like 85, 90, 95, but it's never going to be 100 percent. And if you allow that to stop you from putting that out there, you will never, never put it out there. Like I said, I speak to creatives all of the time and like the majority of these creatives try to go for perfection, like and they never put these ideas out there and i'm like yo like bro like just put that out there like you yeah. might not think it's perfect but somebody else is <laughs> like, gonna yo, be that's like that's dope. that's fire right there bro because you sit at home like man this ain't it exactly exactly so don't go for perfection yeah. just put it out there because they don't even know what the final product was intended to it's, be it's, it's supposed they to be. just exactly. see what they see like yo this is fire like exactly yeah so yo let it fly dog like <laughs> Hey, I, I didn't say it. Somebody else said it. So, like, don't don't go for perfection. Just go for, like, you know, the things that you want to create. And then if you want to put it out there, put it out there. Don't be afraid to put it out there. Just yeah. put it out there. If you don't, like, keep that for yourself. But yeah. just create that thing yeah. that you want to create. You keep working long enough, you'll get to the point where you can, like, deliver. You can more consistently get closer to, like, whatever it is. Exactly. But, like... You know, I, I remember when I was painting with like the little quarter apple paints from Walmart. Yep, like that yep. was just what I had. Yeah. I mean, I got to a point where I can afford like the good stuff now. Yep. But like, if I had to wait until like, yo, I got I got to have the best paints possible to paint, I would not be painting. I yeah, would nah. still just be doing whatever, like just waiting. So, yeah. yo, use the tools that you have. Yeah. Hey, that that was the gym right there. Use the tools that you have. That was it. Um, yeah, uh, I just want to say once again, thank you. No, nah, man, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you for this talk. This I don't get, a, I don't get too many opportunities to like talk. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, not a big talker, but mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it, I need a little context to what I'm doing. So for sure, yeah, thank you. Hey, man, like everything that you're doing, man, you you need to be on more. Uh, you will be on more platforms and speaking about the initiatives and like the things that you're accomplishing, especially within like the black communities in itself and how you want to affect us and like just using black characters and stuff like that so that's completely needed and those talks will continue to happen because you're 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 creating things you're having an effect on people and i personally see it like you've you've affected me because like when i saw those murals i was like yeah like these are these are amazing pieces of work and i personally think that the greatest artists are not the ones in galleries i think the greatest artists are the ones who like are paint paints on walls for like everyone to see um because there's such a like there's such a um what's what's the word i i personally think like t for people who create mur murals like you're leaving yourself up for like critique yeah. to the world essentially because not everyone goes to like a gallery right like everyone is going to be driving down the street walking down the street yeah like people are going to see you so like you're leaving yourself for like critique so with you leaving yourself for critique like you are coming with your best yeah work so 
those are like some of the greatest artists it, personally from my perspective that i believe so like i said when i saw those mirrors i was like yeah like these are like fire and like the colors that you use and like everything bro like your your work is amazing bro thank you thank you yeah so my name is my name is antonio knox that is silly and this was the gradient radio